0: Hi, are you a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s or beyond? Well, our conversations are for you. Hi, my name's Ali. Hi, my name's Kerry. So why don't you listen to our chat today? Hi, it's Ali here and I'm with Kerry. So last week we were mentioning how much we like listening to audiobooks. And we've both listened to a book recently that we both think is really good and we want to share it with you. So it's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And we both found it really fascinating and very interesting. Now, I've been married for 34 years. Kerry has been married for 17 years. Both, like all marriages, we have our moments that it's like, I want to kill you. And we have most of the time that everything's <laughs> fine and our communication skills are good but this book has really opened our eyes and made a difference to how we see and treat our marriage. So we thought we'd share it with you. So just to give you an outline of this book, Gary talks about there are five love languages that we have, and they are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and physical touch. And we all have our own language. And I think the issue is when it comes to relationships is we know our own language, but we don't necessarily know our other half's language. And I suppose the best way of describing this is a little bit like that if someone picked me up and put me in the middle of France where I can't speak the language, I don't know what's going on, I don't know how to communicate with people, so I can't really get what I want, I'd feel really frustrated and I wouldn't know what to do. And I think sometimes relationships can be a little bit like this, that we're talking our language and the other person is talking their language and we're not communicating properly. And I think another highlight of this book is the fact that we're very good at showing our partner our language. So let's say that my language is words of affirmation. Now, my partner's might be quality time. So if I keep on giving him words of encouragement and saying how amazing he is, how great, that's what I want. But it's not necessarily what he wants, where he wants me to spend time with him and be undistracted, sit quietly watching television together or going out for walks. So if you're talking a completely different language, then you're both going to feel a bit frustrated and like you're not being understood. So that's the very broad outline of the book. Would you say that's what you've got out of it, Kerry? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think um,
1: you you literally hit the nail on the head. I think you want your partner to be or do the things that you do Mm. because that's your language of love. Mm. So, yeah. my my language of love would be acts of service so I like things to be done I like I don't know the grass to be cut stuff to be done you know Mm -hmm. and to me I'm like that's brilliant you're filling up my love tank because you're you're servicing me wrong word because you're giving me (laughs) (laughs) okay that might be one of the other
0: languages but hey ho (laughs)
1: because you're doing services for me or not necessarily directly for me whereas I do services all the time so it sounds funny saying what I'm saying but I do things all the time um because that is my language of love so I feel like that's what my husband wants but Mm. his language of love isn't isn't having things done for him I know his love tank his language of love Mm -hmm. wants praise and affirmation he wants um me to be going oh you look great you look amazing what you've done today is is wonderful so I think if I praise my husband mm. it makes him feel great and then he does more things for me <laughs> mm. but again this is what this book's identified for me you know I didn't realize and he didn't realize that my need or my love language is Mm. a a need for things to be done I like things Mm. to be done more than I like spending quality time together more than I need praise more than I need presents brought for me Mm. I'd rather a DIY job was done around the house and then I feel like oh you're great well done that's amazing that you've done that Mm. so he didn't realize that that's what I like but yes. now he realises he's doing loads more things for me. Mm. I think what I have to do is keep reminding him what my love language is. Yes. And I have to remind myself what his love language is. Because all I need to do
0: is say, you're wonderful. And Bob's your uncle, life's yeah. all, all good. <laughs> it's funny to say it because I remember you saying, oh, I do so much for him and he's not doing it for me. You know, yeah. he has, he's doing his own thing more. But now it makes sense because actually yeah. you could have done... Everything for him, but you weren't filling his love tank up. You only mm-hmm. had to say you're amazing. It was a lot easier just to praise him than do lots of things for him. But totally, totally, and maybe I did so many
1: things that I didn't allow him to even do things for you because you've done you've done everything. Because I've done it all. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, um what do you know? What your love tank is? Yes, what your love language is? I,
0: I knew this really before because, as we've mentioned years ago, I mean we've known each other for over 21 years. I am a very tactile person. I always am. I'm I'm a touchy-feely person. When I'm talking to someone, I'm more likely to touch their arm or whatever. It's just the way I am. So mine is physical touch. Yeah. And my husband's is words of affirmation too. So if I'm saying how lovely he is and how helpful he is, that fills his love tank up. But it's strange because even though I know I'm a real touchy-feely person, I thought mine was acts of service too because I'm someone that's always doing things, so I'm, you know, I'm always doing bits and pieces, and they say, actually, sometimes the way you act is actually your language, so you might be doing that for the other person, but it's actually your love language, so I really thought that was going to be mine, so, yeah, but then, as you say, you can have two.
1: Okay, so does your husband is he tactile towards you knowing know. that your love language is that language does he know that that's your have you spoke to him
0: about yes. it oh yeah well you know me I'm I'm yeah I don't have a filter I just say what I think so yeah he definitely knows but I think just the same as you came from a family that wasn't as tactile yeah as maybe some other families I mean I've seen a massive change in you since you've had your children you're a much more tactile person than you were before your children So yeah. David didn't come from a family that was big huggers and whatever so I think a lot of it comes from your history as a child you know you come from a family that are real big doers so I'm not surprised that yours is acts of service because yeah. that's what you saw your dad doing for your mum all the time your mum doing for your dad
1: yeah in the book it covers this question to so say your love tank is touch and then your husband is like so not that way inclined Mm. but to make you feel good if he just touched your back as he walked past you or held your hand as you were out it would fill up your love tank Mm. in the book it also covers this say there's something that you should be doing for your partner but it goes against your grain it goes against what you are what the book basically says is tough you need to just do it yeah do you know what I mean? Because you want your marriage to be happy or your relationship to be happy. So you have to force yourself to do these things, even if you don't naturally like to do it. Yeah, yeah. naturally. Yeah. And I suppose the more you do something, the more comfortable it gets anyway. It's like, I'm not a big praiser. I don't know why, but I'm not, I don't always go, wow, that's brilliant. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm forcing myself. That's yeah. the extreme forcing. But I'm consciously thinking, I have to, because that's what fills his love tank up.
0: Yeah, and if yeah. his love tank's
1: full, then hopefully he'll fill my love tank up.
0: That sounds wrong I mean. as well. <laughs> no, it's true. though, But I think it's like anything: we go towards the familiar, we move away from what's unfamiliar, and we can make anything familiar. It's you know totally different. But if you have sugar in your tea, and then you start not having sugar in your tea my goodness, the taste of it's horrible, but after a few weeks, someone doesn't realise you don't take sugar anymore, they put sugar in, you take a sip, and it's disgusting, we go to what we know, and it is true, I mean, yes, I'm not saying he's not tactile at all, if we go for a walk, we nearly always hold hands, but then I suppose it's me going to hold his, it's not, he does it automatically to me, so it's, you know, I think we all have these rules in our heads, don't we, it's like, well, I've done this, so you know it's not you doing it and and some people might be listening to this and going well it's a bit false isn't it you know you're you're doing this to get whatever but actually everything is a habit and if you get into the habit of praising your hubby or I get into a habit of praising mine more and your hubby then starts doing more around the house in the end it will become a natural act that isn't so false but to start with you have to to do, yeah, what you're not used to doing, because the alternative is you carry on doing what you think they want, they carry on doing what they think you want, you get more and more frustrated, and then you're going, well I do everything, I do everything for them, and they do nothing for me, but actually you're doing everything you want, not everything they want.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly, and I think I have actually thought that way from, you know, for quite a long Mm. time, Mm. yeah, But this has really opened my eyes to different languages of love. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, doesn't it? But it's really opened my Mm. eyes to thinking, actually, there's five different areas, and each of us have one primary need. I've never looked to think, what is his?
0: No. It's like anything. If you don't know it's there, you're not going to look for it. So let me just go over the five languages, because we've spoken about a few of them. So words of affirmation. So that is... Oh, I really like what you're doing. I love you. Oh, thank you so much. And even notes, you know, that's also words of affirmation, leaving little notes around and saying, oh, thank you very much. Or a text message or or WhatsApp. Yeah, exactly. Then the next one's quality time. And that's really uninterrupted time of just you two, that your focus is on each other. It's not half-heartedly doing something. It's you are in each other's zone. And it's all about each other. And that can be just going away for a day, just doing something together. United. Yeah, exactly. Then there is acts of service. And that is doing chores, caring for each other, making a drink for each other. It could be cutting the grass. It could be anything that is something that the other person Really finds helpful, you know. I, I know in the book he talks about that he does hoovering all the time for his his other half. He hates hoovering. He did it as a child, and he's like, I'm never going to do that when I have a wife, sort of thing. And he does yeah. it every week because he knows that it means so much to her. So he knows if he's making her happy, then she's going to make him happy. So it's any act that is helpful to the other person. Then the next one is gifts, and this is funny because for both of us, that's the lowest on our list.
1: Yeah, Some people love a bunch of flowers, don't they? Or they love to be showered with presents, you know, but from, yeah, no, it's not my love.
0: You know, I've always said to to Hubby, if you're going to buy me flowers, just do it as a one-off, but I don't want flowers on my birthday or when it's Valentine's Day or, or Christmas or anything, because it's like you're being told to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just buying bits and pieces, just nice gestures in that way. And then the last one is physical touch. And that's, you know, holding hands, kissing, cuddling, sitting on the sofa together, cuddled up, just really being tactile with each other. Yeah. So they're the five Um, languages. And as you said, you're going to have a main one and then you could have a secondary one. And I would say the best way of trying to work this out is just think about the things that make you happy it's not necessarily what happens now, but what makes you most happy? Would it be that if your other half just spent some quality time with you and concentrated on you and you just did something together for a day out? Could it be the fact that actually when they say, oh my God, you look amazing in that dress or, oh, thank you for doing that. That's great. Or if they sit on next to the sofa on you and give you a big cuddle or you're walking along the lane and you're holding hands, you know is it when they buy you a gift so just start thinking what actually lights you up inside what makes you feel good and looks at them in maybe a slightly different eye than the normal and just think oh that's lovely thank you so much
1: yeah and I think also what you need to do is talk with your partner I know it sounds a little bit like marriage counseling but you you always need to make them aware of of what you like 100% you need to understand what they like as well you know yes
0: yeah and that's what I was going to say next what I was going to say next is actually get them then to think about those five areas and then work out what you do you know if you say how amazing they look or if you do something for them or buy them again what lights them up and then as you said communication and I I suppose I feel like sometimes I'm a bit old because so many couples that I speak to I'll say something to them and we're talking about something and I say oh so what does hubby think about oh I haven't told them that <laughs> and it's like okay. really you know I really honestly don't have a filter if I think it then hubby's going to know about it yeah but
1: I'm not like you if no, I'm I thinking not. it and it's I know it annoys me but I'll keep my trap shut until I'm just like it's really annoying yeah, but I won't literally say what any reason like I expect somebody to read my mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But mm. um, yeah, I'm not like that at all. No. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. So, I,
0: you know, I feel that it doesn't matter if it's good, bad or ugly, as my little saying goes, just say it. Because if I'm doing something that really, really annoys him all the time and I don't know about it, in the end, yeah. it's going to get too much. This has made a difference. Yeah, yeah. It's and and some people might say it's really superficial and it's like we're well, doing things not organically and you're you're forcing it. But no, I don't it, think that's the case. Is.
1: I think it's understanding your needs, you know, understanding each mm. other's needs. Because it's actually made quite a big difference in the last couple of days mm. to my relationship. And it really has, you know, and just by letting my husband know that if he does stuff for me. I'm happy. Oh my God, you can't do enough for me.
0: <laughs> that's because every time he does it, you would say how wonderful he is. So actually, oh, your cycle's it's perfect.
1: <laughs> it's easy. But um, in, the, in the book, there's a little, um, I don't know if you remember this, but there's a little story and there's a woman that's gone to, the, so the author of the book is a marriage counselor. It's been a marriage counselor mm. for 30 years. So a lady goes to see him and says, I'm so fed up in my marriage. My husband works all day. He comes home, expects she doesn't work, he comes home, he expects dinner to be on the table, he watches telly, and then goes to bed and expects sex, and she's like, that's my life, that's, Mm. and I'm bored, and I'm fed up, and so the marriage counsellor, the author, says to her, okay, well, continue, you've got to work out what his, what your needs are, what his needs are, and he's like, go and do the things you're doing, continue to do the things you're doing, but do one more thing that's unexpected so she started doing an extra thing and the husband's like what are you doing that for you know at first he's like what are you doing she's like I'm just being the best wife I can be and just being kind and then she does more and more things over the next couple of weeks and, and the husband's like going this is just weird why are you doing all these nice things all these acts of kindness for me he's like it's just weird anyway she's like I'm just trying to be the best wife I can be and be kind Anyway, eventually, about a month later, shock horror, he turns around to her and says, can I do something for you? What can, what can I do to make your life better? What can I do? And all she wanted was an act of service. Do you know what mm. I mean? She just wanted him to do something for her rather than her doing everything for him. And now they're married, now they sort of worked out and, and mm. everything's a lot better. So that's quite interesting. Just yeah. keep doing these things, yeah. And, um, and it does turn itself around. It's
0: just <laughs> understanding. It is, and I think it's communication. It's knowing who you are and what you want, but knowing who they are and what they want and communicating it. And there is a saying that I actually really like, and that is you make your own environment. And what you've just said really is that you make your own environment. So if you change and you do things in the way that you know they want, you know, they they are someone that wants words of affirmation and you change and you start doing things for them, in the end, they're going to go, hmm. they need to balance it up a little bit. And no one is psychic. If you're doing that for two, three weeks and nothing changes, you have to actually also say, oh, by the way, I'd really like it if you could. Yeah. You know, mine's access over. If you could just cut the grass for the next few weeks and, you know, wash up after we've eaten or something, that really would make a difference. Especially men, they're not psychic. Yeah.
1: Yeah i mean it's hard in some some relationships if you're really feeling yes. bitter or angry towards your partner you know it's going to be hard to do things that's going to fill their love tank up
0: when you but feel was, you're so empty you,
1: yeah yeah but you've got nothing to lose you might as well give it a try anyway and see yeah. what happens
0: and in the book there are loads of examples like that where people have actually gone to him because they are they're, they're literally splitting up you know that they, they cannot yeah. stand each other anymore and by doing this day in, day out, taking it slowly and just changing how they talk and communicate to their partner and vice versa, they, he's turned so many marriages around. It, it really is a fascinating book. And this is why we wanted to share it with you. You know, we're not yeah. preaching. We're not oh, no. saying that, you know, this is the way you've got to do it. But if you are struggling in your relationship or you would really like your relationship to go to another level, read this book or get it on audio because it really is fascinating and we both thoroughly enjoyed listening to it and putting it into practice.
1: Yeah definitely.
0: So if there's another book going forward that we both listen to and think yes this is really good we will share it with you. So I hope you've enjoyed our podcast this week and look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.